talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome, as always. Thank you for joining us. We are uh, delighted to spend our Saturday with you. If you want to call us, we're at 866 what is our phone? 877. I just went blank on our phone 877-474-3302. Or you can find Marsha Collier at Marsha Collier on Twitter or at Mar- Mark and Marsha. And if you tweet to us, be sure to tag, hashtag your tweets with Hashmark Tech Radio. Hi, Mark. How you doing? I'm good, Marsha. <laughs> and you? Oh, I have a lot of news for you before our guest comes up. You know, the earthquake in Japan happened just the other night, and I have a lot to report on what was going on on Twitter, if, if you don't mind. No. In fact, we're trying to round up our guests. We're, uh, uh, David Champion, uh, who is uh, uh, from Consumer Reports Auto Test Track. He runs the test track, which is fun, and they just uh, came out with their annual edition we're going to talk about. But, unfortunately, uh, we're trying to locate him right now, so we'll give him a call. Okay. So we'll get to him. So let me tell you. So I'm sitting at home and I have a I get text messages when news things happen. <laughs> so I get a text message, bam, you know, earthquake happened. So immediately I get onto CNN and Twitter and Twitter is going wild. And you can see the people who, you know, aren't paying attention to anything <laughs> because they're, you know, they don't know the earthquake has happened. So. I decided to get online, and then I realized that people from Japan are getting online because I have some followers in Japan. And Twitter, basically, uh, the fact that it didn't melt down was unbelievable. So many people were online, and lots of people are sending information. So what I decided to do is I went to Google and get the fastest news I could. So, you know, I was, okay, video feed is at NHK World Live. Al Jazeera, by the way, Al Jazeera English. Um, and BBC had live online feeds of their coverage. Um, a lot of, so what I was doing is I was like, it was like the old days of being at a newspaper. I was tweeting out, you know, links where you can do this, where you can do that. And because I had my Google window open on auto update, it immediately popped up that Google very smartly started a people finder, you know, for people who are missing in Japan. Right. And it was a people finder service to help people find each other. Uh, it was in English and in Japanese, which I tweeted out. And as of 10.30 a.m. on Friday, the app had 7,200 records available. Wow. You know, so basically what it was doing... Um, to look for people in New Zealand, the Philippines, and, you know, people who were missing or people who needed help. Um, last year, Google created a Chile-centric version after the, you know, the earthquake there. So it, it was kind of cool, and I was online, and unfortunately, people tend to panic. <laughs> uh, like when they said there was a tsunami warning for California. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was people running around Twitter with the sky is falling. And, you know, I immediately went to Google. I looked up the facts. And when I looked up the facts, I could see, you know, yeah, they can't really measure it, but odds are. And then they confirmed it on CNN that if there was a tsunami going to hit California, it was expected to be no more than one meter, which is three feet. (laughs) 
So, you know, I was just on there tweeting out facts, and I was talking to a lot of people all over the world. I used Google Translator to translate tweets that were coming in from Japan, which was kind of interesting. People, you know, getting information out from Japan. And by using Google Translate, I could translate tweets. Nice. So, yeah, so I was up, God, till 2 in the morning on Thursday night. And it was literally helping people out. New Zealand, I spoke to a lot of people in New Zealand. You know, it kind of reminded me if the old days of ham radio. Remember, we used to hear about ham radio. Sure. Where people used to talk to people during disasters all over the world. And it was very interesting. Uh, talking to the people on the different islands, hearing what was going on. But, oh, my gosh, were you up that night? Did you see the live coverage? No, I didn't see a lot of it. Uh, I saw most um, of it the next morning and whatever. That's, that tsunami was something, huh? <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Actually, my last tweet of the night when I was going to go to bed, and I, you know, I kind of had it with, with the sky is falling people in California. I said, hey, you know, I live in the valley. My house is at elevation 978 feet. If the tsunami hits, come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, Los Angeles is, you know, most of it once in the valley, we're at a higher elevation. So, you know, what people need to do, and I had a discussion with, uh, I love Garrick this morning. He's a social media person who works with the Social Media Club LA, and he was complaining about, uh, you know, unfactual tweets. So it's very important. If you're tweeting, be sure you have the facts first. And Absolutely. I see we our guest is here. We do. And let me introduce our guest. Um, and he's got to have, without a doubt, the coolest job in the universe. He is director of the auto test track for Consumer Reports. And I let me welcome to the show David Champion, which is a cool name if you're on the test track. David, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. First of all, let's, let's talk a little bit about the new auto edition that you guys just came out with. Well, every year we, uh, we do an annual auto issue, which uh, is a sort of a compilation of all the vehicles we've tested in the past, and I look forward into what the cars are that we think are coming up in the future. Uh, so we have our top picks. Uh, in all the different categories, we have reliability information, we have ratings on all the cars that we've tested, uh, we have a section on electric vehicles, we have a section on distracted driving, so it, it sort of covers the gambit of anybody looking for a new car or a used car. Uh, and I guess, is it fair to ask you, I mean, you do all the testing, what your favorite car this year is? Oh, the favorite car this year. I, I think... Uh, although um, it's probably um, not politically correct, is the, <laughs> new is the new Jaguar XJ. Really? Really? Uh, really? I'm so glad to hear that, because I, I think Jaguars are gorgeous. Tell us more about the car. Well, in, in the past, Jaguars have been um, sort of a little boring recently. You know, they had their heyday yeah. in the 60s, 70s, and then they sort of lost their way uh, quite, a, quite a bit. But the new XJ is just a phenomenal driving car. The controls inside stink, and the touch-sensitive screen on the inside is, is a real disaster to try and deal with. Um, but the, the rest of the car is sort of a better BMW than the BMW. Really? You know, I was a big, huge fan of Jaguar, just exactly as you said. My wife drove one for years, and then they got bought by Ford, and suddenly she looked at the car and said, this looks like a Ford to me. You know, it yeah. lost its style. It's it's uh, what made it a Jaguar. So it's great to hear that they've come back. 
Yeah, the new one, we have no idea what the reliability is going to be, but you know, Jaguars have generally been right at the bottom in terms of reliability. And this Jaguar guy, is now owned by, uh, gosh, I'm... The uh, Indian car company Tata. Tata, right, which is so strange. So is that why you're concerned about perhaps the, uh, uh, the reliability of the car now? No, I think Jaguar and Land Rover's reliability from uh, the years I've been at Consumer Reports has generally been uh, propping up the rest of the... Uh, the chart, you know, way down at the bottom. Right, right, exactly. Uh, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about what else you'll find in the auto edition. Uh, the, the auto edition. Then I want to talk about the test track and where we're going with technology in cars. Well, the, uh, the overall ratings, we, we actually buy all the cars that we test. We bring them back to the test track. We check them over thoroughly. We put them through uh, a whole battery of 50 different tests and, and evaluations. And actually, Now, do they the know who you are when you buy the cars? I want to know no, that. No, they don't. Uh, we send the, um, the people at the track out. They have a, basically a sheet of what we want, so we get the most popular model that uh, is out there. And they go out there. They put their deposit down with their own personal credit card. Um, Very nice. Usually their cell phone. And on the morning that we're going to pick up the car, we say we want it registered in Consumer's Union name, and we'll be out with a certified check. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Do, do, do they, like, jump through hoops when they hear that? <laughs> Well, a lot of people don't really relate Consumers Union to Consumer Reports. Right. I see. And, you know, the, the car salesmen of this world that we've, that we've met are more interested in how much they're going to make than who's actually buying the car. And what do you do with the cars after they've been tested? Well, the cars live with us for probably six to eight months, and they've probably got six to 8,000 miles on, and then we sell them. Uh, first, dibs go to the employees of Consumers Union. And then anybody outside can uh, um, can bid on them. Uh, past that, if we still can't find a buyer, we go and trade them in for new models because we're buying 80-plus cars every year. Well, that's a lot of cars. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of cars. And All right, so let's talk a little bit. We, we have about a minute or so till break, and you can stay with us after break? By all means. Okay, great. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, how cool is this? First of all, where is the test track? It, it's in a sort of... A remote part of central Connecticut, um, and you can't get there from here is, is sort of like the, uh, the terminology <laughs> when we're there. Right. And, uh, and then... And we have uh, basically 327 acres. We have seven miles of specially prepared roads to put the cars through. So we have our own sort of like personal racetrack. And uh, we um, you know, test everything from emergency handling to braking to visibility to... Uh, we actually watch the moon charts to find a night when there's no moon so we can check oh, wow. the light performance, um, trunk space, you name it, we test it. Uh, that's, and if I just happen to be, say, in the Connecticut area, can I come race on your racetrack? You can come and take a, a trip on our racetrack. We, uh, uh, we, we have sort of some runoff areas, but we're not quite sure of everybody's driving skills, and we'd hate somebody to get injured there. Right, of course. Well, I'm such an expert driver that I'd be happy to give it a try. Yeah, there. I've seen you drive. That's yeah. a, It's just a scary well, thing. Well, I do drive fast. I don't know how uh, accurately I drive. When uh, we get back from break, one of the things I wanted to know um, was in the American cars. What are we doing that's that's interesting in American cars? Yeah. So if you can give me that when you get, when you get back from the break, that would be huge. And also we want to talk about where we're going with technology. And then when uh, a little later, I'm going to tell you about I bought the iPad 2 yesterday. I'm going to tell you about my experience, what I think of the iPad 2, and the lines and such. So we'll be right back. Don't go away.
This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen, and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading Internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Attention political advertisers. When you're thinking of the best way to market your campaign or issue, consider this. AOL advertising reaches more than 158 million voting age Americans each month, more than twice as many as elected our president. Plus, whether you're building awareness, fundraising, or getting out the vote, AOL makes it easy to find the voters you want. So put your money where the voters are, online at AOL. To learn more, visit AOLadvertising.com slash politics. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It'll improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And if you want to call us, 877-474-3302. And we are talking to David Champion, who is the coolest job, director of the auto test track for Consumer Reports. And I know uh, Mar uh, David Marshall wanted to know what you like in American cars. Uh, well, one of our top, well, two of our top picks are from uh, American companies. Our top pick in uh, most fun to drive is the new Mustang 5 liter. 
That's oh, another one of my really? favorites. Yeah, that, um, very fast. Who was that? About five hundred and something horsepower. I think it's four hundred and forty, um, if I'm not mistaken. Not bad. The new, new five liter, but it's the way that the uh, engine puts the power down. It, it sounds absolutely tremendous. And yeah, the Mustang has been a, a pretty good car when it was first launched. But each year they've improved it time and time again. Uh, the interior for the 2011 is much nicer. The new five liter is absolutely blisteringly quick. And gets reasonable fuel economy. We actually got 24 on the highway. Wow, not bad. Any for other American cars that you like? Um, the uh, some of the new GM cars that are coming out, the new uh, Buick LeSabre. Sorry, not LeSabre, LaCrosse. Uh, that has been a very nice car. Um, the interior is the controls aren't quite as good as they could be, but that's a, another good car. Uh, generally, Ford has been doing extremely well. The new Fiesta is a very nice package. We're interested to see how the new Focus is going to be. And the Ford Fusion has been our most reliable family sedan for the past three or four years. Wow. And also, um, let's talk a little bit. We want to talk about performance cars, but I also want to ask you, what's your take on the Volt? Uh, we've uh, bought a Volt. We've had it for a couple of months now and been driving it, admittedly, in probably the worst conditions for the Volt. It's been really, really cold up here in the northeast. Um, we haven't been particularly impressed so far. Hmm. Um, we've only been getting about 25 miles to 28 miles range from the, um, from the battery, and that's been taking about 13 kilowatts to charge. Okay. Um, it, it's very, when, the, when the temperature's down sort of below freezing, uh, the heater performance is not very good at all. And although you've got heated seats, your body stays quite warm. Your hands and your feet absolutely freeze. And the more you put the temperature up, of course, because you're running, it's basically an electric heater, it reduces your range even more. Interesting. Um, when I was a kid, I, I grew up with muscle cars. A GTO, mm -hmm. I had GTOs. I had a Mustang when I was a kid. Marsha's a big fan of the Corvette. I had a Mustang. I had a Trans Am. I was in there. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we both like uh, performance muscle cars. Well, wh besides the Mustang, which you already mentioned, what are your top performance cars? Uh, well, the, uh, the Z06 Corvette was one of my favorites. It was absolutely incredibly quick. Uh, I test drove that when it first came out. GM sent went over to my house. I had it for a week and a half. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what a car. <laughs> it, it's, it's incredible. Uh, and it's very tractable. You know, it's not a car that sort of beats you up when you're driving. You can sort of drive around, and it's, it's very easy to drive in many ways. Um, then you look at sort of the, the Porsche 911, which I, I still think is probably the cream of the crop when you're looking at ultimate performance vehicles. Mm -hmm. Um you know, that, that's a car that you could drive all day long, and, it, and it's just so enjoyable to drive. But then you can come down even to the smaller uh, vehicles. The new Golf GTI is an absolutely fabulous vehicle. Really? And, you know, lots of power, and the reliability has been quite good for VW. Hmm. All right, let's talk a little bit about technology, which is obviously what we do. Where are we heading in technology? What can we look for today and five years from today in advancements in uh, cars and technology? Well, cars are really almost like a rolling computers now. You know, there's so much electronics, you know, controlling the engine, the brakes. Electronic stability control is now going to be standard from 2012, which is probably the best safety feature to come along since seatbelts. 
And as we move forward looking at, at technology, we're going to have more and more cars coming with lane departure. So if you're driving and you're, you're beginning to nod off a little bit, as you sort of wander off the road, it will track where you are between the lines on the road. And if you start to wander off the road, it will either warn you. Some of them shake the steering wheel. Some of them uh, vibrate the seat. Others just beep at you. Uh, there's quite a few of the high-end cars now have what they call active crews. So it senses where the car is in front of you. And that either uses a combination of cameras, radar and LIDAR, uh, depending on which system it is. And it's actually looking forward to where the car is in front. So as the car in front slows down, you slow down, uh, even though you're still on cruise. And right. when that car moves out of the way, the car accelerates back up again. And building on that, we're going to see many more cars come with um, collision warning system, which uses the same feature. So if you're not paying attention for whatever reason and the car in front is slowing down quickly or is actually stopped, it will actually warn you that you're you know, getting close to an impending collision, and some of the systems passed there will actually uh, apply the brakes for you. A little scary. Yeah. I, um, I w- well, when you look at the amount of distracted driving there is out there, you know this is it, it's almost like having a system that you know forces you to pay attention in critical conditions. Which leads to my next question, not paying attention in a car. Uh, how close are we, and I know some of the cars actually do have this, how close are we to having Internet in the car? Um, I, I think it's going to be relatively soon. Um, you know, we, we've tested the, the My Ford Touch and My Lincoln Touch. Um, the touch-sensitive switches are the biggest problems with those controls. I don't think touch-sensitive switches belong in a car. Mm-hmm. You know, your primary function is driving, whereas touch-sensitive tends to be a primary function for a, a, an input. You know, the old mechanical switch, which gives you a tactile feedback at the right. keyboard on a computer, I still think is the best way to go. But quite a few of those systems now probably have the capability. I know um, I sync my phone with the cars just to see how it works, and I was driving one of the Ford systems, and I got a text from my son, and all of a sudden it goes, Brink! And I what the hell's that? And you're looking around because you're not quite sure what it is. And it says, you know, read voice, read text. I hit the, hit the button and it read the text to me. And I thought it was quite clever what it did. It said, repeat, ignore, or call the person back. Right. So you can actually call the person back automatically without putting it in. It didn't give you the uh, request to actually, um, uh, you know, text them back, which I think is... You know, basically playing Russian roulette with a with a revolver when you're driving. Yeah, I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to watch my television in the car while texting, while surfing the internet all at the same time, and still trying to drive. I know. I, I think text messages tend to be a little less convoluted than emails. I know right. some of our editorial staff can't get a simple message unless it's at least two pages of email. Right. Exactly. Um, have that read to you when you're when you're driving and trying to remember all the various points. I think that's going to be um, uh, very distracting. Uh, Facebook updates. If it's a if it's a simple Facebook update, it might be okay. If you just found out your girlfriend's status is now single, that might not be such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that, that's when yeah. you install the GPS tracker in her car. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Uh, okay. uh, so, Go ahead. I'm sorry, Marcia. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to ask you about reliability. You know, that's a great 
thing that a lot of people care about today. Uh, reading an article recently about electric cars and, you know, in Los Angeles it costs more to charge an electric car than you're going to save on gas. But what is reliability? What would people be comfortable buying for the long run? Well, when we've looked at uh, reliability, we actually survey the 7 million subscribers of Consumer Reports every year, and they tell us how reliable their cars have been in everyday life. And from that, we got back last year information on 1.3 million vehicles. So it's a huge survey, probably the biggest survey of its kind. And when we look at the reliability of hybrids, um, you know, those have been very reliable. Admittedly, they come from the uh, most reliable manufacturers in terms of Honda and Toyota primarily at the beginning. Uh, but even things like the, the Ford Fusion is, is also very reliable. So when we're looking at electronics, I, I think um, the, the, the electronic systems that are in cars, if they're designed to be in a car, I think works well. Where we haven't seen so much uh, success is from the European manufacturers when they come to actually uh, put electronics into cars. They seem to have all sorts of problems. But there again, when was the last time you bought a piece of consumer electronics from Europe? Yeah, true. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, all right, well, Davis, tell us where we, obviously, the issues on the newsstands. Can we get it on our um, our computers as well? Yes, it's on uh, consumerreports.org. Uh, and again, number one safest car. I'm a member, by the way. <laughs> oh, you thank member? you very much. You'll pay my wages. Yes, as, as, am, as am I as well. Although I'm not getting paid because it's Saturday, but never mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll send you an extra payment for being on with us. Uh, number one safest car in the universe right now. Uh, when we look at safety, we look at it from many different areas. And, you know, when if you're looking for a, a car for a teen or something like that, you know, used to be put them in the biggest thing because they get right. crashed. You know, now we look at a good-sized family sedan with all the best safety features, um, such as front and side airbags. Side airbags are just about standard now. Uh, electronic stability control will be standard. And good crash test results from the federal government and from the insurance institute. If you look at all those together, we used to have um, uh, a overall rating for safety as the federal government changed their testing this year, we're going to have to wait until we get critical mass of tested vehicles to see where we think the, the, the cutoff is between the best vehicles and the worst vehicles. But if you look at all those and find a car that fits all those criteria, that's going to be safe. And sure. pay attention while driving. Terrific. David, thank you so much. This has been fascinating stuff. Consumer Reports, always uh, great to look at. I love it every time it comes in to me. And uh, the auto issue is now available, correct, on the stands? Yes, it is correct. And if you're ever in Connecticut, we'll take you for a rip around the track. Hey, I'm going to take you up on that. I'm on a plane next week. David, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, Don't go away. When we come back, we're going to do iPad 2 and tell you about my experiences coming up. This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen, and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. 
Attention online sellers. Introducing a great source for high-quality, low-cost merchandise. Genco Marketplace is America's largest wholesale source of store returns and closeout inventory. Our huge volume and variety of products means online sellers can be insured of a steady source of supply. Find electronics, housewares, shoes, apparel, tools, and general merchandise all from one site. Discover the web's one-stop product source you can trust. Pallets for sale are posted to our easy-to-use e-commerce site, GencoMarketplace.com. There you'll find what you need fast and view a detailed list of items in the pallets. No surprises. Genco Marketplace has direct liquidation contracts with America's largest retailers and manufacturers, which means that buyers purchase direct from the source with no middleman markups. Huge variety, low risk, and fast, easy online purchasing. Register for free and begin bidding on loads the same day. Sign up today at GencoMarketplace.com. That's G-E-N-C-O Marketplace.com. Navy Mutual Aid Association has been serving military and their families since 1879, and we've come a long way. Our products include insurance and annuities with no sales commissions or loads to pay. At NavyMutual.org, you may obtain a quote and apply for the insurance right online. Navy Mutual is a nonprofit veteran service organization, not a commercial insurance company. Coverage is available to you and your family if you are serving on active duty or retired from the sea services. NavyMutual.org, insuring those who serve. Introducing NoMoreWebmasters.com. No middleman, no expensive fees to pay. Build your own website choosing from over a 100 templates, even if you've never built a website in your life. Reserve your own domain name for only $7.85 for one year. If you want NoMoreWebmasters.com to host your site, hosting for a basic five-page website is only $4.95 per month. Log on now to NoMoreWebmasters.com, your one-stop shopping on the Internet place. Attention eBay sellers. Are you protecting your feedback ratings? Protect yourself from bidders who abuse the feedback system with bitter warning. Find out before you accept an offer, respond to a message, or even after receiving a bid whether the bidder has a history of leaving negative feedbacks. Regain control over the selling process with bitter warning by knowing your bidder before it's too late. Negative feedbacks can hurt your eBay business on many levels. It reduces your appeal to potential customers, and it reduces revenue from eBay directly by lowering your your monthly seller discount. Use bitter warning to regain the power to protect yourself from these bad apples who will intentionally try to harm or threaten your business. Bitter warning will automatically send you an email alerting you to the potential danger. Learn more at bitterwarning.com. Get a free two-week trial by using promo code WSRADIO at bitterwarning.com. Bitter warning, an eBay seller's first line of defense. <laughs> 